Hello everyone, Arjun here from the Rajasthan Royals. Welcome to another episode of the Royals podcast. A little bit of context about today's podcast. We're just coming out of a of a brilliant victory against Punjab Kings. We really snatched that from nowhere. It was I won't call it a last ball thriller. It was it was more like a last over thriller. That was crazy, Liam. How was it on the field for you? It was pretty weird, actually. Um, usually, them games are done um, in the 18th over, never mind the 20th over. So, yeah, I thought we did really well, actually. Um, sometimes you can just sneak up on teams, and as long as you can take it to the last over, we've seen last night how it can anything can happen in the last over. Yeah, we pretty much told the batters what we were going to bowl, and Kartik nailed his Yorkers perfectly, and um, yeah, thankfully it came off. So. Yeah, I don't think you win too many of them in a full career, never mind in a season. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Sure that. All you guys who are listening, we're recording this show at, at two o'clock the next afternoon. Liam's just woken up. So, it was that kind of a night <laughs> at the Royals camp. So, our first guest is Liam Livingston. Our second guest is John Gloucester, who's been the head of physiotherapy at the Rajasthan Royals since 2008. He was with the Indian team in the Saurav Ganguly era. And our third guest is someone who's who's the most strict when it comes to following a diet or his fitness routine. No, no, we have Manan Bora with us. So, as you can imagine, the mood is a little upbeat in, in the Royals camp. Don't go with Liam's tone. That was, like I said, he's just woken up and he's, he's just come in. We're going to talk a little bit about yesterday's game. But also, we're going to talk about something that's that's a very important topic in, in current cricket. It's, it's gained a lot of importance over the last few years. And that's speaking about mental health, fitness and nutrition. So let's get started, guys. Remember to subscribe and follow the Royals podcast on the Rajasthan Royals app and website. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Geo Savan, Audiowala, Ghana, Google Podcasts and everywhere you get your podcasts. Manan, talk to us about that game yesterday. What were you going through? You were watching it on television. You didn't get to the ground. How was, how was your experience here? To be honest, around 16th or 17th over, I thought that it's done. You know, I was, I just walked out of the team room and went to my room. But as Liam said, you know, it's, it's very, very important that you take, you take the team, take the game deep because that's all it matters. You know, while chasing, when the team is batting also, the more deep you take, the more you are in the position to turn things around. And that's what we did as a group in the in the field. The belief was there. As Sanju said after the game, you know, I read today today morning that it was funny that we were believing that we can turn this around. And that's what happened, you know, as a group. Uh, when, when the leader is thinking about such thing from that position, when you need four runs to defend in a last over, I think that's incredible. The positivity around the group uh, was the only thing. Uh, to take us through and yeah as Karthik he was the superstar he nailed his Yorkers to perfection and I don't think so Bashman could do anything about that so it was just amazing feeling unpredictable unbelievable but I'm short of words to express how did I feel after that I mean it's it's something we often say guys we always say I mean we always hear at least uh, you know players talking about you know we always had the belief and you know in close games and stuff like that but we guys who were sitting in the stands to be honest even in that last over, we were like, maybe we can still do it. You know, the way Karthik's been bowling in practice, you never know. If, if he gets it right, 
you're like, okay, maybe the first ball will be a dot. Then we'll get a wicket. Then it'll be three of two. I mean, we were literally believing, you know, we were actually believing. It was not like, you know, there's no chance here and stuff like that. So that itself is an amazing, amazing spirit to have in the team, isn't it, Liam? It is, yeah. And it's something we pride ourselves on. We have a thing of being able to win from anywhere. Um, and I guess during the last 12 hours, I think it goes to a super over, doesn't it? Now, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was certainly waiting for it anyways. Um, I was just praying that we could somehow take a couple of wickets and take it to a super over and maybe get a run out on the last ball needing one to win. Um, but to need four off the last over and still lose by two runs is... Um, it's pretty special. So um, I think from, I think Fizzy's over as well in the 19th mm. over was pretty special. Um, and he's done that a lot for us over the over the campaign already. We've only played eight games, but um, he's been so reliable for us. So um, to have that sort of experience and then um, I guess the fearless of youth that, that Kartik's got, um, he doesn't have experience of... of not being able to do it. So um, he had absolutely nothing to lose there and has probably made himself a bit of a superstar overnight. So um, he definitely thinks him, he's a superstar as well. That's yeah, a cool Brett thing. Lee um, so <laughs> unfortunately, we'll have, to, we'll have to bring him down a peg or two over the next couple of days. But um, no, he did, he did superbly well and um, I'm sure that'll set him up. Um, it'll give him great confidence going forward in this tournament and for the rest of his career. Talking about being fearless, I mean, you are the epitome of that, right? <laughs> the way you walked out yesterday, you come into the Royals 11 after a while. You walk out there, first ball you walk at, at the bowler. Where does that confidence come from? Uh, it's, I've had a really good summer back in England. Um, I guess cricket's one of those games that you're going to fail. Um, you have to accept that things, you probably fail more than you succeed. And... As players, we've got to accept that. Um, I guess something I pride myself on is um, when it's my day that I give my team a real good chance of winning the game. Um, and some days it's oh, it's never going to be my day every game. Um, so I guess just having the confidence to go out and knowing that if I'm on today that um, we're going to be in a really good position. Um, and just backing my skills that I've worked so hard on over the last four or five years. And to be perfectly honest, yesterday... Um, just felt like any other game. And if I go back to my first IPL experience in 2019, I was really nervous and the IPL was such a big deal and um, it still is now, but I've sort of been aware. I've played in Big Bash finals. I've now played a bit of international cricket. And that sort of experience has, um, has yeah, given me the confidence to, to believe in my own ability um, and to, yeah, to walk out with, with confidence. And I know my game pretty well now. And um, yeah, I'm, I, I know the way I play. And if it comes off, it comes off. It, if it doesn't, um, somebody else can do it that game. And, and hopefully I can win the game the, the game after. So um, yeah, just building up the confidence over the years and especially over this summer. Last night you had a 97 meter six. We we're waiting <laughs> for the 100 meter breach. Okay, I'll try my best, don't worry. <laughs> Johnny, talking about yesterday's game and to be honest, the whole Dubai leg, fitness will play a big, big part mm. considering the heat, the humidity. We saw a few bowlers struggling yesterday because of just how much they're sweating and hands get wet, sweaty palms. From a physiotherapy point of view, from a, from a fitness point of view, how do we deal with that? Yeah, I think one of the most interesting things about yesterday was the ability to stay engaged until the last ball of the contest. But 
staying engaged to the last bullet contest, the contest means that the preparation's been done. You've got to be physically in a position to chase down that ball, to compete until the last ball of the, of the, of the, of the match. And so preparation in these environmental conditions becomes really critical. We've been fortunate enough to have had three weeks here to sort of in some way acclimatise to the conditions because it, it, without it you are going to really struggle physically and therefore mentally as well. Um, the sweat factor last night was a big issue and, and we hadn't actually experienced it that badly during the training sessions. But the closed environment of the Dubai Stadium means that it's going to, always going to be a lot more humid. So your natural cooling mechanism um, is less effective. Um, so therefore you run the risk of dehydration. <clears throat> but the, the most interesting thing was the way that the bowlers stuck to the task to the end. Um, some of them did struggle with, with the ball actually slipping out of their hand. Um, and that's not because of a wet ball, that's because of a wet hand. Um, so we need to be um, sort of perhaps practising things a little differently in, in, in conditions that are going to be more similar to what we had in Dubai Stadium last night. Um, it's very unique. Um, it's going to be very different again when we go to Abu Dhabi because it's very open. So there are going to be different conditions, um, but you just try and prepare for that as best you can and... Um, some of the international guys um, have had the opportunity to play recently, but a lot of the Indian boys, because of monsoon and, and COVID conditions in India, haven't had that opportunity. But what I can say is the preparation that they took on themselves individually during that period was outstanding. Um, we talked, you mentioned earlier about nutrition and, and the big role that that plays and, 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 and discipline around that. Well, there's two guys at this table who, uh, who have really shown that if you make the changes, it's going to show up in performance. And, and, and Liam, the way he's embraced his fitness, his nutrition over the last sort of two or three seasons that I've known him, um, I, I think it's more than a coincidence that his game and career profile has also gone to the next level as well. And Manon's always been uh, at the forefront of discipline around his, his training and nutrition. And we see it in results. So, um, yeah, I think that's been a big, the biggest thing for us. Yeah, Manan, when it comes to Manan, his diet, <laughs> the entire team knows of Manan's come here. So, you know, if Manan's come on the table, everyone's like, okay, let's just hide the, the chocos or let's hide the But chocolate. that's normally what happens when I come to the table. We're not uh, talking about But now I've got a great ally. I'm, 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 I'm his assistant. Uh -huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's your inspiration, Manan? What, I mean, when did this change happen or have you always been this strict about your diet? Uh, no, during my under 19 days, uh, I used to be very chubby. <laughs> I, I remember I, <laughs> I played my first IPL when I was 18, working with 11. And I used to be having those fat cheeks and, you know, I used to play and that's when I realized, Ladu, you know. Ladu cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Rian. More <laughs> like Rian. <laughs> so that's when I realized that, you know, fitness is, you know, the most important thing to, if I need to survive over here. You know, if I can, you know, transform that, it would be, it can be a great journey for my career. So since then, when I was 19, I started adapting a few things in my diet and my training regime. And it's a lifestyle now, to be honest. I've done, I've been doing this in so many years that now it just comes naturally to me because mm. I know, you know, more clean I eat, the more well I train according to my, uh, my, you know, my goals. 
I get more closer to achieving those dreams. So that's I feel just feel good about myself by eating nice and you know staying fit and staying healthy. How tough is it to control yourself though? I mean, when you it's see It's not tough, you know, you I I just enjoy my Sundays having those cheat meals. So oh I, yes, the Sundays are brilliant sure, with Manan. <laughs> I make sure I I you know, because I'm a big foodie, I love eating, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's sweet or maybe it's any kind of food. So I just make sure to wait for that day and be patient about those six days and just I get it through. It's a long time now. I'm, I'm happily doing this. Yeah, like Manon said, it's become a lifestyle for him. So once it becomes a lifestyle and you see the benefits of that lifestyle in your, in your not just your physical shape, but also in your mental well-being and then ultimately in your performances, if you see the outcome being positive, then you'll embrace it even more. And, and fortunately, you know, um, Manon's a living example of that. And, uh, and and if you look at international cricket full stop now, fitness is a non-negotiable and, and such a huge part of fitness and maintaining the, the intensity that these guys have to play and train at. If you don't address the nutrition side of it and the hydration side of it, then ultimately you will fail. Um, and failure can be not just in performance but in injury as well. So there's there's plenty of incentive to follow role models like Manon and and. and Liam these days. You've too. seen you've seen Manan, but you've also seen Shane Wan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I must admit, at, towards the back end of his career, he then suddenly realized that you, you couldn't just exist on skill alone. He did it for probably 18 of the 20 years that he played um, because he was a genius and, and he's one in a million when it comes to a cricketer. But now when you look at the playing schedules, the, the tournament schedules that they're all playing, the environments that we're now playing in, and the three different formats, then um, I, I don't think there's an argument to say that you can't train anymore. You just have to take it up and you have to embrace the entire side of training, which is nutrition, hydration, mental well-being, you know, the, the entire physical and mental sort of toolbox that you've got to embrace. Liam, you've, you've been part of the IPL now for a couple of years. So you've obviously seen a lot of the Indian guys. You had a you had a few English guys here. You've seen the West Indians. I mean, you've played Big Bash and stuff. So when it comes to different nationalities, do you feel some of them are a little more strict when it comes to their diet or fitness? Some are a little more relaxed. Like when when I see it from the outside, I feel the Indian guys are almost too strict. Whereas you guys know how to kind of lower your guard every, every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think everybody... Everybody does it differently. Um, and I guess there's no right or wrong answer. Um, I've changed a little. I've got much better. But I'm still not on Manon's level. Yeah, um, I saw you duck into the chicken nuggets. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I guess it's all about the lifestyle that we live. Um, for me, if I was so strict, I spend so much time in a hotel room and so much time away from home that um, you've almost got to see enjoyment of having a drink after you win or um, last night, there's no way that we could come back and drink water and get in the pool to do recovery or whatever. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes you've got to have the balance of, um, but also know that um, when it's time to train, it's time to train and you feel your body. um, And to be fair, I've done a lot of work with the nutritionist from England, more around, I had a real bad perception of, um, eating well was eating nothing. Um, so I spent a lot of time with her um, two summers ago and in the tour to India um, and made some quite big changes without doing a lot. 
Um, and it was more the knowledge of what to eat, when to eat, and what not to eat at certain times. Um, so even meal times, um, fueling before training is real uh, is different to what you eat after training, um, and just making little changes of when to eat um, has actually made a, a real big difference. And then the difference in that, you see the difference in training, which then obviously makes difference um, when you come to playing. So it's not, I haven't made massive changes. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the most perfect um, person with training or eating. Um, I get my stuff done when I need to get it done. Um, and I let my guard down when I need to have a little bit of fun. So um, there's going to be days where we sit around the pool and we have a few beers and, and during an afternoon. And then the day after we'll get our gym session done in the morning, we'll go and train in the afternoon. And neither of them are the right or wrong way about it. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it's all about making sure that you get your stuff done when you need to get done. And then um, when you have fun, you, you know how to do that as well. There has to be a trade-off. And, and the negative sometimes of eating that particular food or having that drink is outweighed by the positives that perhaps can come out of that as a stress release or a, uh, as a way of switching off. And you've got to appreciate that. And, and Liam just said that there are times when you need to escape. And food is a really big part of escaping, particularly in the, in the Indian subcontinent. And we know there's this relationship <coughs> with food. Um, but... You know, there is a time and place, but but also appreciate that, that the environments that we all now spend most of our time in, food becomes a really, really important part of that. And it goes, and when we plan these these uh, hotels and where we stay, the considerations around food is, is at the top of the list. Because if you don't get the food bit right and there's no escape um, from the monotony of, uh, of food, then it really does impact elsewhere. So we've got to take that into consideration. A very important thing Liam said was also about having the right knowledge of mm. what to eat, what not to eat. I think especially, you know, with the masses, with more youngsters playing the game, they don't really have access to that kind of, of knowledge. So they go by what they read on social media or they go by, you know, for example, there was this whole thing about Virat Kohli turning vegan or vegetarian mm. and that's really helping him a lot. And, you know, Sunil Chetri also was... Was vegan. So when I had a chat with him, he said, yeah, but we turn vegan now when we're 31, 32, mm. because we can afford to eat mm. the other things that we need to, to get the right amount of nutrition in. Yeah. So it's not about, again, there's no right way yeah. to it. Exactly. Yeah. It's very individualized. And also we, we have a role to educate. And I think that's really important that all of us in these positions um, of influence need to educate and educate appropriately. But, and, and nutrition is a, is a pretty hot topic at the moment. Um, but as you said, it's very individualized. And, and one point that Liam did raise was when to eat is a really, really important thing too and what you fuel with at what times. Um, so it's, it's our role to help educate these youngsters and, and start that process at a much earlier age to work out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Interesting. So Manan, when it comes to Sundays, <laughs> you're at breakfast about half an hour, one hour earlier than normal. You stay there a little longer. You're looking for what's on the dessert counter. You're looking at, at lunch. You're looking at dinner and you're you know, asking, what do you Gulab jamun today or cheesecake today? <laughs> so do you just go all out on a Sunday and, and that's how you kind of keep this, this going for the rest of the week? Yes, yes, to be honest, I'm very much fascinated with this day because that's the only day when I have access to eat everything because as Liam said, there's nothing wrong, nothing right, you know. 
but i believe for me i enjoy just having just one day where i can eat everything and go full throttle it's Sunday, fine it's Sunday. it's fine in the hotels but when you're back home back home is even better <laughs> it's easier there is not much things to my liking mom doesn't make your yeah aloo be, paratha yeah, with yeah, butter yeah. and yes, stuff yes, like that's that that's what i look for rest of the week rest of the week is no 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 i remember strict <laughs> I tell them strictly that you know that's not happening on the other days. But yeah, Sunday it's your you feed me because you know how your parents are. Your mothers, mm. Indian mothers, mm. they want to feed their you know <laughs> child as much they can. <laughs> so I made sure that, that there's going to be a time when she says you just come home on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> talking talking about nutrition and moving into a little bit of the mental health aspect, especially in 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 the whole bubble life that you guys are are living. I mean, Liam, you've been in a bubble for. more than half the year i would think my life what <laughs> yeah. it feels the like. kids yeah. how, how do you how do you manage that so what what do you do in a bubble what do you what do you do when you're not playing yeah i reckon the last 18 months 2 years has been one of the longest 2 years that there hasn't really been an escape from the bubble and i guess it's not only being in bubble envir it's always having to have your mask on every time you leave a door uh, leave the front door of the hotel and just tiny little things that sometimes you just forget and it's like oh i've got to go and put my mask on or whatever the small things really get to you um so i spent a lot of time in a bubble the first year um of covid um and then i went on a winter trip that ended in the ipl uh, at the start of this um this tournament and for the first time in my life i actually felt as though i wasn't in a very good place and i was so happy when i got home that i sort of spoke up and and said that i don't think i'm in a great place i need to go home and within 5 6 days of being home i was absolutely fine again because i had a bit of freedom of being able to get outside to go and sit in my garden to sit on my sofa and watch tv and not have to eat three meals on my bed whilst watching tv um so we've had real good ways of getting away from cricket um we've all we've played a lot of call of duty um <laughs> but that actually gets to a stage where you almost play too much of that that you then sort of lose a release from that um so yeah i guess over the and I, and i think we've seen with ben over the last it it's not we're not invincible we're human beings um and i think that um i saw a lot of people when i when i left um saying that i didn't care about uh, rajasthan i didn't care about the ipl whatever it is um and some people just forget the fact that obviously we're very privileged people we do what we love we get to travel the world playing cricket um but we're still human but ultimately we are human beings and um i guess that's sort of um the thing that not only other people can forget but us ourselves can forget and we just sort of get into this routine of day by day by day and all of a sudden you you kind of forget about about your own life and um and what you need to do to make sure you're in the right place so um over the summer in england we've had pretty much um it's life's been pretty much normal um we obviously had a few restrictions on the 100 um but apart from that life has been has been pretty normal and i've come into and this bubble's very different we've got a pool we've got a beach we've got a bit more outdoor space um but i feel a million times better than what i did coming into the ipl at the start of the year when and, when you did leave us uh in the first leg of the ipl 
would it have would it have been a tougher call to make if you were if you were playing some of those games you had not played a couple of those games earlier so how do you balance that decision now suppose you were in in the current scenario where you start off in the starting 11 would it have been a harder decision to make you think yeah absolutely but i think playing a game gives you a focus and i think if you're playing you kind of have the build up to a game the play in the game the then reviewing of a game which sort of helps you take away from um the four walls of your bedroom but it would have been a a harder decision and to be perfectly honest if i didn't make the decision i made and i had to stay for another week um and then had to go and do 10 days hotel quarantine that would have set me back another 4 5 6 weeks from and when then, i got back to and you had possibly the best 2 3 months of your <clears throat> and then um for career after that and break. i've had basically yeah so um yeah it's it's easier looking from the outside you always make the right decision because it's not you that's that's doing it but it's certainly something i look back on and something i'm actually proud that i made that decision it wasn't an easy decision um and i knew that i was going to get a little bit of stick from it and i didn't know whether it was going to be ipl go well you've left us mid tournament we'll never pick you in and i and that was a possibility but that showed where i was mentally at that point um and at the end of the day everybody's got a breaking point um and we've seen over the over the last couple of months that certain people get close to that breaking point um and thankfully i got out before i did um and then like i said 5 6 days literally a week of being away and all of a sudden you're really refreshed and you're back and you feel as though you're normal again and you're missing cricket you're excited to train you want to play again and um it it just shows that i guess pre covid you you have that week break we went from a um an india England tour straight sure. to an IPL and there was like 10 days between them both. Previously you could go home for 7 days, fly back out, two or three training sessions, straight back into the IPL and you're refreshed. But I think that's the challenges that we've had with COVID. But Johnny the kind of season Liam had after that break it just kind of highlights how important it is to be honest with yourself yeah. and and not necessarily just push with yeah. the fear of oh, what will people think. And I think it's one of the greatest outcomes of covid full stop is the fact that people are now can now talk openly about the fact that it does affect you and and it affects everybody in different ways. Um and it's not just cricket. Look at tennis with Naomi Osaka and and there's so many, you know, people out there now who've just put their hand up and said, "Well, I can't do it anymore." So the responsibility for us certainly at a franchise level is to if they are in these environments, how can we best make that environment as conducive as possible to to a positive mental health uh, space for them and like Liam said that you know that comes from giving as much facilities particularly outside facilities as possible so when we look at hotel selections for something like an IPL there are non-negotiables on that one is having balconies two is having access to outdoor green spaces three is where possible having access to a beach um 24 access to a swimming pool golf course all these things that we know that that are the rest, stress releases for a lot of the individuals that we can provide it the other one is food like i said before how do we create these environments to to keep these guys um in a really good mental space um for these extended periods of time um but everybody has a breaking point and everybody and and that's not just um mental either that then starts manifesting itself in 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 physical 
So, uh, but I think the greatest thing is that we're now far more aware of what these outcomes are or potentially can be. And we're now coming up with solutions to, to overcome them. And I've always said since the beginning of this COVID is, is this is where the selectors often need to come to the table as well and be very sympathetic with the playing group that if a player should opt out of a series or a match or, or um, for those reasons, that it shouldn't be held against them at the selection table next time they're presented. Um, because this is a very unique uh, situation that we're all in. Um, and I've also said that I think some of the selectors should actually spend some time in these COVID bubbles and senior management to actually understand what it's like and how it can affect you. So we're learning, um, but I think there's been some great learning opportunities out of COVID, particularly in the in the area of mental health. Last question to you, Manan, is, is, is more about young cricketers growing up in a typical Indian household and the kind of issues they deal with uh, at a mental level, the kind of pressures put by parents. Some parents, you know, almost give up their careers or and stuff to just follow the child's passion. And that obviously kind of puts puts pressure on a young on a young kid who's pursuing his dream of playing for the country or playing in the IPL. What do you what did you go through as a kid growing up? And have you seen any of your mates who've you know, kind of withered away because of that kind of pressure. Yeah, first of all, I want to appreciate Liam uh, for taking that decision. That's the difference between, you know, an overseas player or an Indian player, mm. Indian youngster who is growing up because I've been in a same environment growing up that thinking, you know, what people will be thinking if I mm. take that decision. Because some things come from inside you, you know, honestly, the way Liam said that, he was just gone mentally. He wanted some break. He was in the bubble life, which was not doing justice for his mental well-being. Because mental well-being is something you need to have, you know, at the extreme level at your best. Because that's where your overall well-being starts. So, being a youngster growing up, and I've seen people in India, you know, we have been living certainly with what environment has to say to us. And that's the most foolish thing one can do. Because we have been always taught you know, that, you know, you need to do things which will make people happy. You know, they, people should not uh, come and tell you that you are not good. For mm. their satisfaction, for their happiness, you have to live like that. We're you always going to, about trying to please someone. Please people, else. yeah. You know, that's where our paradigms are found. That's where our self-image is found, where we, you know, always fear for everything. And we don't end up living our life the way we say, you know, uh, the overseas player, you know, the... Foreigners here, we talk, you know, foreign players are so happy, they're enjoying their life because over there they have been taught that life is the most important thing. Cricket is just part of it. So if you need to live a happy life, you need to just get it and take cricket as a as a game, as a sport. And, you know, just don't take it as a bread and butter. So I've seen many players ruin themselves according to this. And there have been a certain learnings for me individually. Uh, I've transformed so much mentally that I've stopped living with what people say because it's all inside you. You need to, you are your best supporter at every time, you know. When you are doing well, that's fine. But what matters when you are not doing well, that's when you, are, you have been kept alone. You know, this only your family and at times it's only you fighting by yourself. So I firmly believe one should start listening to your, themselves and, you know, take decisions because at the end, what it matters is that how you are living your life, how you're leading towards it, because cricket is today, you never know it's going to be there for you tomorrow. So, yes, challenges are there, but that's what makes this uh, sport very fascinating. But once a person can stand 
with their decisions. So I don't think so things can be tough for them. Thank you, guys. We'll move into the last segment. That was that was a really interesting conversation. So let's lighten it up a little bit uh, before we wrap it up. So the last segment is about is is you guys have to guess the sound. I'll play a sound on my phone. Whoever guesses the sound first wins. Okay. What do we, what do we win? Uh, in a Red Bull. <laughs> I know, Johnny. <laughs> Sugar free. The first sound. All right. <laughs> peacock. Sounds like a parrot. Every time peacock. Everyone says peacock for everything these days. It's a bird. It's not a no, bird. No, not a bird. It's an animal. It's an animal. David Miller. <laughs> Again? You would have. You would have called. <laughs> You would have called Rian this a couple of times. Big hyena. Big hyena. A donkey. Donkey. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Next one. This should be easy, guys. Actually, uh, it wasn't supposed to be playing Chumsy? in the beginning. Um, uh, Joffre. Yeah. Joffre. 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 <laughs> That's like he's rapping, Karthik Tyagi, when he speaks. That's too good. Okay, this one will be interesting. Monkey. Well done, Manan. Sounds like, <laughs> like Dishant's uh, fielding session. Fielding session. <laughs> okay, Liam, you need to get this. I think after 24 years, uh, Sachin Tendulkar. <laughs> I had no idea. She is. Okay. You see, it's, it's much smaller, isn't it? I mean, it was it was the same height. You know, it would be, it would be an absolute queen. <laughs> well done, Johnny. Liam. It's queen Elizabeth. You're struggling here. I was, <laughs> think, I was thinking it was some posh person from England. I didn't think of the queen. <laughs> okay, last one. A bird. Yeah. Huh? It's an a animal. A cricket. No. It's an animal. Okay. Can we a clue, please? Besides, it's an animal. Any color? <laughs> yeah, color. Close to a, a rat. A mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, once more. A squirrel. Yeah, lovely, yeah. Liam. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well done, guys. <laughs> Good. Thank you for Too coming good. on to the show today. Pleasure. It was a nice chat. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank right. you. Thank you. Remember to subscribe and follow the Royals podcast on the Rajasthan Royals app and website. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Geo Audiowala, Ghana, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs>